There is One by Gutman Locks. 79. Consider, what do you seek? Each movement of your eyes, your hands or feet, each reach of your mind or tongue, all that you yearn for from before conception and even past the final grave, has been and will be for one basic need, a single reason, fulfilling life's needs for air, water, food or love, for warmth, curiosity or satisfaction, pride or humility, all satisfy the same basic urge to progress. We're moving toward a goal, through life much like a freight train passes through a country, starting here and ending there, picking up baggage and dropping off goods, all the time tooting a whistle, chugging forward, winding mountains, trailing valleys, always moving toward the common goal. We, in effect, choose before we come to life which parents we will have, which opportunities we will be presented with, what lives we will lead, even the face that we will wear. We see the advantage and disadvantages of being born and that by coming into life we will improve our eternity. We used up all our merit in the spiritual world and paid for our sins and we waited a seemingly endless wait for the redemption. We sat still, uncalled, and felt we would never get any closer. Then the opportunity came, our number was called, and we looked down from the spiritual world and saw our entire life, its joys and its sorrows, its merits and its sins. Although we knew that we would be up against difficult things in the physical world and feared the possibility of failure, our previous actions caused the decree to descend to come upon us. We accepted the challenge, deciding the pain of living in the physical world was well worth the chance to melt the seemingly endless freeze. So with that yearning, we moved toward being born again, knowing that it was a temporary move, but hoping to return to the spiritual world with at least one good deed more than the errors we would collect. We saw the tears and the joys. They seemed like mere paper while we awaited our bodies. We saw that we would become attached to the physical again, attached to the body, the world, and the perspective of ego, the personal experience. We knew that we would forget the spiritual truth. This is a prerequisite to birth. But with all its vanities and failures, we had a hope, a prayer. We somehow believed that we would awaken while sleeping in the physical world and return to the spiritual world with abundance of merit, of kindness spent, of fulfilling God's precepts, and then we would rest. While in the womb, we learned Torah with an angel. Even though we were born naked, we tried to take some imprints with us to help recall the true nature of our descent into worldly life. Any clue to why this life is so precious the smallest precept could serve as a life-saving guardrail, saving us from a potential fall, a light at the end of a darkened hall. We are born crying and we die in silence. Crying befits what we face, and silence can be the only answer as we ascend and face the all-knowing judge who opens the book and reads.
thereisone.com.